Welcome to episode 19 of the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast, where you'll hear what it's like to train for and run your first marathon. I'm Dwayne France, and I'm joined by Coach Morgan Lattimore, the people's coach. And together, we're going to share the week-by-week training journey that'll take me, just a regular guy and a mere mortal, to the finish line of my first marathon. And if I can do it, you can too. Thanks for joining us for the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast. I'm excited to be going on this journey and pleased to invite you to join me along the way. There's a couple of ways we can be connected. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to them and you'll be notified when a new episode comes out. You can also see where the journey takes me by connecting on Strava by going to strava.com forward slash athletes forward slash M3 podcast, which will be in the show notes. There you'll see if I'm following the training plan like I'm supposed to be. You can find all of the episodes on the fundraising page for my charity partner, The Second Wind Fund at coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast. The mission of the Second Wind Fund is to decrease the incidence of suicide in children and youth by removing barriers to treatment. Simply by listening right now, you're doing your part. Every time someone listens to an episode, $1 will be donated to the Second Wind Fund up to $1,000. So listen, share, and know that you're doing your part to stop suicide in children and youth in Colorado. So check out coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast for all the episodes to donate to the cause or simply to see how far we've gotten. This week, Coach Morgan and I talk about week 16. We're getting closer and closer to the marathon date, just about three and a half weeks to go whenever this episode goes live. We're in the middle of the long run efforts and still getting about 40 miles a week, exactly 40 miles a week in week 16, but 34 miles of that weekly load happened over the last three days of the week. We did three miles on Monday and Tuesday, no runs on Wednesday and Thursday, eight miles on Friday, 18 miles on Saturday, and another eight miles on Sunday. If you've been following along on social media or Strava, you'll know that the 18-mile run was a really good 13-mile run and a really rough five-mile run. The impact of the heat, the hydration, and fueling all fell apart, so in my opinion, the best that can be said is that I finished it, and it had me nostalgic for my 18-mile snow run of week 15. So check out this week's coaching call reviewing the week, and we'll come back afterwards to wrap things up. All right, so week 16 is done. Three weeks to go. It's been that long? Holy crap. You said 16? 16 weeks. Wow. I've never tracked, you know, how we basically, this is our marker every week of the week is over. I've never done that before. And so 16, because they go, I got athletes, so they, everything goes. Like one athlete was like, yeah, I got this race next weekend. I'm worried about that. I said, yeah, enjoy the ride. Right. And she was like, no, it's a run. I was like, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know what you're doing. Cause I'm not oh, yeah. in front of the computer 24 seven looking, but it was great because the advice was still about pacing and strategy and things of that nature. So just keep moving forward expectations and stuff like that. And so that was the great thing about this. There were no expectations in this. It was just like, we need to do the best we have and build you from wherever you were at that point. And so there we go. There we go. Hey, so I, I'm, I'm interested. That <laughs> we were just talking and I heard, I heard on my phone, it gives me, I get a text message when an athlete completes a workout and I'll, it'll pop up either in my email or text. I have a text message and it'll pop up on my screen. And I was like, oh, he finished the eight bows. And I look up, I said, okay, we got a little... Because you just finished it not too long ago. Like, it, it ain't been too much long. Just a couple hours ago, yeah. Yeah. And so it, when it popped up on my end, I was like, oh, we get to talk about this today. And I knew you had the 18 yesterday and you had the 8 before that. And I was like, oh, this should be interesting. Without further ado, I would <laughs> like to hear about, first, let's go in reverse. Let's go about, let's go with today, then yesterday, then day before yesterday. I don't know. Maybe yesterday's is is probably the linchpin. 
because oh. it didn't go well. It did not go That's well. That's fine. Let's start today. Uh, Let's start with today. So today was coming off the eight mile, then the 18 mile. And then today I had to go back to the, at least the beginning and the end of the route that I did yesterday. I had to, they say the hair of the dog, the bitcha. So I had to get back on the horse after a rough run yesterday. It's warm here in, in, in Colorado Springs comparatively when I was running yesterday. So yesterday broke down a little bit, but today I got back out on the same route, made sure to focus on my hydration, pulled out the hydration pack and had enough water with me and had the, uh, I used the salt caps today. So today was very much just getting the end of these three days together. Yeah. I'm reading all your, I'm reading these comments as you speak. And we talk about today and you got that, like you said, that saying, I was reading, I was a hair of a dog that bit me. I was like, what are we talking about in here? This is so country. And I'm in North Carolina. And I thought this would, I thought I heard it all. So I heard that little quote, but why did it like, so the question is, this is an eight mile run. That was an 18. Why was it? Why were you in your head about the eight? Because I needed to go back. I felt like I needed to go back to the same route where I didn't have a great mm. run yesterday. Mm. And so yeah. when, you, when you have a rough moment and you got to get back up on the horse. All these analogies. <laughs> right. And really it was, I knew that I had the 20 mile run coming up next week. I had a plan yesterday. And as we always know, the plans do not go according to, they don't always work out. And so today was really focusing on Again, making sure that I had hydration, making sure, of course, I was sore over the, the previous two runs, but it was just getting back out there and getting it done. So you took 40 ounces of water with you. And why did you think that would be enough? Yesterday. Yes. Yes. Because I had staged water. I dropped a water bottle where I knew that I'd hit about mile 14. And so I thought the 40 would get me through mile 14. Uh, but it actually only got me through mile 12 and a half. And so mm. I, I ran out of water before mm. I hit where I had staged my water because the day was warmer and what have you. So that was the plan was that I had water with me and then I had staged water that I was going to pick up and finish the rest out. But I ran out of that and it was a warm day. And as as probably often happens, once things start to fall apart, they tend to continue to fall apart. Like I, the last probably third of the run. I don't think that I did my fueling on the same schedule that I should have been doing. Like probably the first 12 miles of the run looked very steady. And if you look at the graph, the last, what was that? Six miles looked like a flea market. You are right. Yeah. You had, you nailed pacing that first two around mile, 12.8 or 13 miles in about a half marathon. You nailed it. Like you are on the money. Like it's 10 30s. With the with and this this want to make sure we understand everybody that's listening that he's running the nine one okay so we have got it down to where he runs the nine one and still averages ten thirties so he walks for a minute and still averages ten thirties right because that's what over time we've learned how you pace and then we can hone it in okay where's his sweet spot right and that's where we are with that and this is the thing right it's funny because we did we that I started off talking about the athlete that I was talking about strategy and expectations because one of her, she said, what is your advice? And I, <laughs> this is one of them, have enough fuel and hydration for an extra hour, right? Especially when you, if you're doing something long, you always need backup, right? So when you do this marathon, 
if you're taking nutrition, you need to have an extra hour of nutrition with you. And that's, that's two jails, mm -hmm. right? I would take three and probably I would make okay. sure those last two jails were actually one was caffeine and one was non-caffeine, depending on what I was going with. And then knowing that there's water on the course, so I, I can always uh, refill whatever I have with me. But when you're when you're not in it on a supported run, basically, that's what a race would be a supported run, then you have to plan accordingly. So no matter, oh, I've ran it before, always have extra. You know better. You know better. <laughs> like I said, I had a plan. The plan was I'd had water staged to where I thought that I was going to, I thought my, the water I had with me was going to get me to mile 14 because, and this is exactly what you said, because the 18 mile run before, which was colder in the snow, yesterday was a perfect storm. I started later than I intended, which means it was hotter when I started than I and intended we, it to be. And it got hotter. And we talked about all this stuff last week. We literally said it's going to get hotter. We said this, like, oh, the pot, we're going to listen to it. Fail in training, win in battle, right? Better that it happened this time right. than this three weeks right. from now. Yes, this is very true statement. But we literally, we talk about those things. Like, yes, it's going to get warm, bro. Like, this is the thing. And like, because I can remember, I could see the weather forecast for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And actually, it's going to get warm all week, actually, for the next, this next couple of weeks compared to what you've been. He's in Colorado, so he's beginning like, snowing, sleeting, 30 degrees. I think you were closer. When we first started, it was like really cold too. Like super, you couldn't even go outside. It was snowing so bad. It was cold. But now they're all week. We're looking at a, a low, the lowest point of the whole week is next Sunday. And that's 45 degrees. Every other low is like 50 degrees average. And then the highest is averaging the upper 60s, lower 70s. So this is a total ex different extreme. And so as you see, as you plan for racing, you have to understand that the conditions will change. And when the conditions change, that means your strategy and expectations, or just have no expectations, and your strategy and fueling, uh, your strategy and pacing, your strategy and recovery, all those things need to shift as well. And so we know now 40 ounces of water for three and a half hours of running in 60 to 70 degree weather ain't enough for you. And so what I would have, this is, but this is the thing, what I would have expected. So what did you do at that mile marker when the water ran out? What did you do? I was standing at the bottom of a hill and I was like, oh crap, we guess I'm walking. <laughs> I was at a, a series of hills that I knew was coming up anyway. And so I slowed down, basically run walked until I got to where my water was staged. So there that period of time, it was mm -hmm. 13 mile to 14 miles. So uh, I ran walk until I got there. I got my water and I, and I know what it was because even later on, I realized I'd stopped sweating and you know, we know, mm -hmm. right. You know, and mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that heat casualty kind of stuff we knew from the military, I knew that when I had stopped sweating, it was my hydration that fell apart. And so basically those last four miles or six miles after that 13 or whatever it was, was basically just run, walk the rest of the time. So was this a rural area or something? Not it's, it's trails with uh, no water, no, no faucets, no hydrogen, no, nothing, nothing I there. Not where I was, probably another mile beyond where I had staged my water was a park that had some water and then probably nothing until the end beyond. So why, the, and where were you staged? It was like your car or where you were running from? It was, I was out and back. So I was at the beginning. Oh, and so yeah. I still had 18, 
whatever that six miles left. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, had, I had gone up and back. Or, okay, you know, I, once I you had, got there, but once, it was still there. But okay, so from the moment, okay, so we know where the water, other water, extra water was. We know where your water was staged. But from the moment you ran out to the moment you got your water, what is that distance? About a mile. Yeah, about a mile, mile and a quarter. But I don't understand. How, okay, so that's what had me in the conundrum. Is like one mile shouldn't have done that to you, though. It shouldn't have went downhill for what for one mile of no water. Like you talking about, if we're looking at your average, we're talking about ten minutes. We're not drinking water. Ten, eleven minutes, not drinking water. Logically, that doesn't make sense in science, right? So your body should be able to sustain. You could have went. You should have been went go multiple miles on what you've already had because you fueled to that point. And so, how did you feel when you ran out of water? Like, so what it was, were you, because you say you ran out of water, it was a struggle bus from there to there, but. Before I was running out of water, I was already starting to feel. Got it. A little lightheaded, dizzy, foggy headed, like the heat had started to get to me even to that point. And it wasn't really hot, but a bear, again, it's one of those situations where I wasn't used to running. And I think at that point it was probably 60 degrees. So even when I had started to run out of water, and I think some of this was, I was drinking more water before I ran out of water, which is why I didn't make it last to where I thought it was going to. So if you, so did you increase your, so that means you, if you were that hot and you were sweating out and you were no longer sweating, you weren't holding, that means you were dehydrated. So obviously we know we need more water, but now I'm thinking about, we need more sodium, right? So our, on a, on an hourly basis, how much sodium were you intaking? So I'd had the gel plus at an hour. Those, the human That's 240, gel right? Plus. Um, that's 240, 230. I think so. And then because I knew that it was going to be warmer, I had one of the salt caps at the half hour. So basically every half hour I took a salt cap and at the full hour I took a gel plus. So we're looking at about, let's say 200 milligrams of sodium. I think it's 240 if I can remember correctly. I can't, I only have regular ones here. The caps are one capsule is one ninety. So one ninety. Okay, when you stopped, were you did you have any? Were you like dried up salt on your face and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Hat, okay. The shirt um, really bad. Really bad. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So we're looking at four hundred. Let me just try to do math in public. So we're looking at let's say it was two thirty plus the salt cap is one ninety. So we had 420. I was actually 420. And if we go for another, let's go with, let's double up on it. So we doing, how often are you doing the salt caps in the hour? Today I took them when I took the gels. So two salt Every 30 caps minutes? Every 30 minutes. So I took one at 30 minutes, one at an hour, and it was only an hour 20. So I was basically doing two salt caps an hour, but I didn't do gel plus. So in an hour... You had two gels and all your gels are gel plus? That was today, not yesterday. No, today I just had regular gels. Or well, yesterday. Yesterday I did one cap and one gel plus an hour. One gel. And that's the 420 an hour. Okay. okay let me just say it off the top of my head. So we do a, we did one saw cap, 190. Then we did one gel, which is 105. Then we do one gel plus, which is 230. So that's 525 milligrams of sodium in that one hour. 
let's add another salt cap to that. So that means you're just doing one salt cap an hour. Right. Let's do yeah. two. And that's what I was thinking because I only had enough salt caps, one salt cap an hour. That's how many I carried with me and one mm-hmm. gel plus. And I, that combined with the water running out was, I think, what broke me down yeah. yesterday. Okay. We learned this is the thing, right? The heat has shifted and we had to shift with it. But now we know, okay, if it's a cooler day, we can pull, we can back off a salt cap. If it's a hotter day, if it's around one of these days, which is likely it's going to be, because it's not going to heat up that quickly. But, right, if we are planning, let's say we're going for four hours, let's just throw that number out there. And so normally on a cool day, you would have four salt caps, right? Four salt caps. And then on a warmer day, you have eight. So what I would do is I would bring another four for extra. Okay. Just in case it takes longer, you get out there and it's hotter on the back end and start cramping or something, something like that. And instead of popping one, you pop two, drink the water, allow the body to digest it. You, and you will know when you need it, but just don't overdose on, on sodium because that will swell you up. And then you have other, obviously other issues on the course and we don't need that. But I think though. One cap hour for the cooler days, the temperature at the upper 60s, lower 70s. I think we'll go two caps an hour and then we'll see how it works next weekend, obviously. And then take the extra with you and always just basically have enough, like four or more caps and then take enough gels for another hour and then enough water for another hour. And if, and so. If you complete everything that you were supposed to complete within the time period that you were running and you still have the extra left over, then we're fine. But if you need it, you can go forward. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I mean, even after like yesterday was rough, but based on our conversations, I knew what messed up. I knew what had broken down. I was not beating myself up as much after yesterday's run that, that I did like that first 16 mile run that sort of broke down because I knew what it was this time. Yep. Learn it. That's good. how were you feeling? How did you feel going into it? So basically we got to, we got Sunday, we got yesterday. What about Friday? You felt fresh on Friday? Yeah, it felt good. It stuck close to the house. My wife was traveling in case she needed me to come back pretty quick, but yeah, Friday felt good. Uh, it was a windy day if I recall. So pushing into the wind a little bit, but overall it was, it, there really wasn't anything with Friday. And then I think that as I was struggling yesterday, I was trying to figure out what I was struggling. I said, oh, I ran eight miles yesterday. So trying to find reasons why yesterday was breaking down. But no, Friday felt pretty good. And even today, comparatively felt good. So as we talk about on your day off, how was your hydration and what did you do to prepare? Because what we're looking at is if Friday was your eight mile, your heart rate was pretty high, like really high, actually. How was your sleep? The two days leading up to the Friday. So that means Thursday and Wednesday. Not bad. Not anything that that I know of is a problem. Hydration is pretty steady. I usually get 130 ounces a day just on regular hydration. That's all I drink really is water. I don't. Yeah, I don't drink sodas or teas or anything. Basically, what did you do for for the electrolytes for sodium? I've got some every probably every little bit. I get. I've got like a Powerade sugar-free drink mix that I put in there, something like that. So I'll mix it up. Now you salt your food? Occasionally, yeah. Any stress that in the last couple of days, more than normal? No, not any more than is typical. It ain't bad, but it's high in comparison to the pace you're keeping. But you were, you were pushing. 
I'm not gonna lie, like you had you had some you you went sub tens on a lot of on, on the first half of this. And I think, times. and again, I think that on Friday there was the wind, the wind, mm-hmm. and I was pushing into the wind, and so as I was pushing, the wind was pushing me. So probably the first mile was directly into the wind, and I was going back and forth a little bit. So it was it was a pretty windy day. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, we'll watch it, but as long as nothing jumps out again, and we'll see, just stay on top of those things. You, the question that you answered were, sounds pretty good. That was crazy going on. We got, we're going to the next week. The next couple of days, you just do some three-mile runs, let the body heal, three, three, and three will feel like nothing in comparison to the last three days. You got the plyo. We won't do plyo two, two weeks out from the race. We'll back away from plyo and focus on allowing the body just to run and recover, and we'll go... Depends on the seriousness of of our priority of a race. That's when you stop the strength training. We may have may put some in a little bit in in the warm up just to keep the dynamicness of it going. But you have the race next weekend on the take five in the Garden of the Gods, and then so it's a pretty cool week, right? You'll be pretty relaxed. This is give you this is perfect because we could taper you and give you a little bit of rest at the same time. But on Sunday. You got 20. Plan accordingly. <laughs> Have a cell phone and an emergency number. And that 20 miles is in the morning, running 10, 30 minute miles, nine minute on, one minute off. And then that PM, and when I say PM, that doesn't mean run it at 11 and then try to run into the PM and then just add the four. I want to see a two to four hour break in between. Okay. So we want to, because we go basically we're doing 20 in the morning, four in the afternoon, but we're still going long run, but we're minimizing the stress on the body. Uh, we'll, we'll differ on the back end for the four miles. You need to allow your body to warm up a lot, right? So just take it easy. It might warm up the last mile, but don't push it. Stretch, warm, do some jogging, stretch a little bit before you get out there. Stay hydrated, stay off your feet as, if you can. Don't go do run errands in between if you can prevent it. But just know that, you know, you're going into a four miles fatigue. This is not the time to challenge yourself. Yeah. I And I told my wife, it was like, yeah, I'm doing 20. I'm doing four. She was like, why didn't coach just have you do 24? I said, oh, he's got a reason. He's got a plan. But like you said, figuring that's the case. And I plan on getting the 20 miles done early. Again, the idea of starting at 6 a.m., the race is going to start at 6. So I'll probably start early get that race out of the way and then probably... how far are the races away from you the race location how far you said it was about 90 miles so about an hour and a half yeah i know you end up in the mountains so that could be two three hours i don't know <laughs> it's along the front range so yeah no it's highway pretty no it's pretty much it's about an hour and a half yeah why not, why not? can you go up there son for the training right training day oh to go up to where the run is going to be and run it you gotta you travel the next day so i'm just asking I don't know what the logistics are for that. 90 miles is, it ain't that far. It ain't that no, bad. It, no, it's not it that ain't. far. I'd have to think about it. I'd, I've got a plan. I've got a 20-mile route that I plan on here close to town that I know of. I think because it's an urban marathon and they ain't shutting the roads down on Sunday. Um, What's the elevation on the race in comparison to your run next uh, week? I'll have to check, but I it's lower. It's not a lot lower. It's probably about 800 meters lower. Um, Your race so, is? Yes. So okay. I'm higher I'm higher here than I am there. 
higher so this is where one, i'm at now higher in altitude or higher in elevation gain higher in altitude i'll have to look at the elevation gain i want to know the elevation gain so yeah. i want to know if you're running on the race you say you got 20 miles the first 20 miles is it three thousand feet two thousand feet one thousand feet and then you go and your course it says 500 i would like that to be more comparable to what the race course is going to be in the first 20 miles that makes sense Makes sense. I'll take a look at that yeah. and see what that looks like. And you can also map it out. Sometimes you can go to map my run and then they can, you can map up your own course around there and play with some different routes to, to find out. I don't want you to go too far off, but to do something that is not matching, if we can, any if we can get close as we to as we can, that would be great. Yeah. Hey, and there are a couple of routes that I was thinking of. I've got a couple of 20 mile routes mapped out. But yeah, I'll take a look at the race course and make sure that there's a comparable game. I'm over here trying to since Colfax Marathon. See what we got working. Okay. Boom, runner info, programs, marathon. Oh, this is like a big race too. I haven't been on it since the first time you showed me. Okay, map and course. It don't give you a lot of information. That's it. Yeah, I think you got to figure it out. That'll give you a lot of information. Oh, here it is. Elevation map. Boom. Mm. But I don't think it gives you the gain. No, this is the map. Here's the view. Don't give the gain. Yeah, this is. Do what we can. Yeah, I, so I. No significant climbs, nothing crazy looking. It's just a gradual build and. The back of the race is downhill after mile 15. Yeah, I, I do know. And having run portions of the race, I, I think I'm familiar with where the main the main ones are. And so I've got it on map my run. So 763 elevation gain, total elevation gain over 26.2 miles. Yeah, if we can get if we can get three to four hundred in this next week's run, I'm happy. I was gonna say, because the 20 mile route that I'm planning has 708. Then do it. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. So that's a, that's a 708 on 20 and some change. Okay. Um, that's it. That's what we got, Dan. But yeah. So yeah, I had planned on getting that done early in the morning and then probably in the evening, later in the afternoon or evening, doing that other four mile. And then 24 miles in a day. Almost there. Be safe, brother. Be safe. Have fun. Plan accordingly. <laughs> bring extra and let's let's get as we get closer let's make sure that let's nail every workout that, that we can preparation yeah, wise and pacing i'm getting there getting there as much as we can appreciate yes, it yes sir yes sir all right Week 16, as I said, setting a plan in motion doesn't guarantee success. And even though I thought that I was good with where I had placed water on the course, I was a bit short. And what extra nutrition I was planning wasn't enough. It was a combination of things that made the run a rough one. But that's the goal of training, to make these mistakes during the preparation and minimize the risk of these mistakes on race day. So it's been a series of rough long runs, great long runs, and rough long runs, which bodes well for the 20-mile run that I have in week 17, and that it's going to be a great one. Make sure to tune in for the next episode to hear how it went. 
So thanks again for joining us for the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast, where you can hear mere mortals like you and me reach our goals as I train for the 2023 Denver Colfax Marathon. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at Dwayne at VeteranMentalHealth.com. If you want to support a great cause, I'm a charity partner with the Second Wind Fund, a Colorado organization that focuses on improving access and delivery of suicide prevention care for children and youth at risk for suicide. You can donate to the cause by going to coloradogives.org forward slash M3 podcast. As a reminder, simply by listening to the show, a dollar is going into the pot. If you want more dollars to go into the pot, share the show with others who may appreciate it. If you want to reach out to Coach Morgan and show appreciation for the excellent work that he does or sign up for the People's Coach newsletter, you can find him at morganlatimore.com. All of the links to each of these are going to be in the show notes. So thanks for joining us for another episode of the Mere Mortal Marathon podcast. And just remember, mere mortals can do extraordinary things.